You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Sobe here. Excited to be joined by a 2017 Orlando fellow. Aubrey Cooperman is here. She had a very interesting idea for a series of podcasts we're going to do in the next couple of weeks to round out Thanksgiving. She'll give us a scoop on what that is and why she picked it. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Aubrey, you emailed me a little while ago with a really good podcast theme idea. Give folks a scoop on what that was and why you sent it to me. Sure. Um, I wanted to talk about giving good thanks. Uh, specifically, I think there's both an art and a science to this. And um, in what I am now mm, less than affectionately referring to as season three of, of Rona, um, I think everyone could use a little bit of appreciation that, that really sticks in your gut. Um, so I want to talk about that. So I know folks in their quarantines, shelter in place, have have picked up a lot of interesting habits, and some of those have been positive, whether it's sourdough bread making or reconnecting with friends or family. So was this a topic that you've also kind of recommitted to? Are you reading a lot about this topic? Are you trying to get into the science of giving thanks and gratitude? Where's your where's your approach to all this? Yeah. Um, for me, this has been a, a longstanding issue and, and something that I've been... Uh, writing about and speaking about and doing a little bit of training about for a little while, but I noticed um, that I was really looking for more of this from the folks in my life. Um, and I realized that I could actually do a little bit to support them in, in, in that for me. And in terms of giving thanks, what is top of mind for you right now? Is it, yeah, friends or family? Is it trying to give gratitude to your own ability to exist through these trying times day after day? Where, where's your head huh. at and where do you land on that? Yeah. Um, so I work in higher education. Uh, and so I'm working with a lot of people who are doing some really amazing things. And in, in what I think for many of us has felt somewhat thankless, because um, we don't get to see our students. For, for most of us, we're working um, remotely, or if we're not remote, we're pretty physically distant from the people that um, bring us joy and, and inspire us to do the work. So I've been thinking about myself and, and my teammates and so many other NLCers that are um, right here with me in the education space. And so you've probably been on Zoom a lot like everyone. What things <laughs> have you seen to build community effectively, either uh, in kind of one-off situations or, or maybe even over time? And it's great that you're in a higher ed space, and I'm sure you have to, to think about this a lot, and you probably hear about this a lot. But what things have you found to be effective so far in trying to do that? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I th- if anyone out there has the formula, let me know. Um, <laughs> so I think some of the things that have worked for me, and, um, you know, I love NLC fam. So honestly, uh, DJ Omay uh, at the at convention, and I think dancing it out and, and getting up and moving has been really good. Uh, some other things that I have loved, I've, I've played, um, my students are too young. They don't they, they were never on chat roulette, which is probably great. Um, but sort of setting a little bit of that up in uh, breakout rooms and other things and, and mixing it up and, and still getting folks to be able to see their space. Um, and I've gotten creative with creating and then using virtual backgrounds um, as a little bit of an equity tool as well. And then in the higher ed space, there's been so many twists and turns and ebbs and flows to reopening, not reopening. Uh, we've all read different scary headlines at different times from different universities when they brought students back, um, or maybe they were fine at the beginning, but not in the middle. What would you want us to pay attention to right now when it comes to how universities are are trying to make all this work? Mm. Uh, You know, if if I had the magic wand, I think I would be asking folks to to really center the whole university and, and to 
Um, you know, I think we talk about this a lot in progressive spaces, but um, intent and impact are very different. And I think that that has been uh, very much highlighted for me that the intentions might be one thing, but that we're not necessarily thinking through what that looks like on the ground and at home or on campus for all the different folks. You know, I work at an incredibly large institution. So for us, these things are really complex. I, I don't envy the folks trying to make these decisions. When we get back with Arby, we'll talk more about giving thanks, about gratitude, about navigating these troubled times. Thanks for tuning in this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Arby, how long have you been in Florida? Woo! Uh, I was brought down here by parents that got tired of the cold. So barring a really brief stint out of state for grad school, I have lived in Florida for woo, 22 years. And I feel like every two years on an election cycle, people get mad at Florida again. <laughs> what is your big takeaway so far from what happened a couple of weeks ago? Oh, uh, we're mad at Florida too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think truly uh, we have a, a an outstanding local rep here, Anna Eskamani. She's made some national headlines uh, for being the first Iranian-American woman in a, in a state house. And she, I, I think, hit the nail on the head a, a, a bit ago. She's been really talking a lot about how um, Democrats are not speaking directly to everyday issues. Um, so I think here in Florida, that's really, really critical to look at the basics um, and, and get back to helping folks remember that uh, Democrats support workers. So then what are Democrats talking about there? Because I've heard that critique come up a couple of <laughs> times. And I, I guess the, the, the short answer might be not Trump, which is a perfectly reasonable <laughs> uh, message to have. But I also know that a lot of smart towns people are running or were in office. They must have been talking about other things. So what are they talking about instead of the issues that would seem to hit home with folks? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think because <clears throat> my, my parents live in a space that um, – maybe really just doesn't hear from Democrats much at all because it's been sort of um, given up on in, in some ways, I think. Um, although I know there are a lot of really wonderful people that are doing that work, but not uh, not enough, right? And so certainly it hasn't been abandoned uh, beyond all hope, but they're really not getting a whole lot of outreach. And so I think part of it is, um, you know, who are we reaching and how are we reaching them? Are we paying attention to the nuanced messaging that goes into all the various populations that we have here in Florida? Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. And you know, this time of year, also, we've been able to select our NLC fellows for 2021. Uh, were you able to be involved in that process this year? Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Full weekend of interviews. Um, it was, it was a joy. Uh, it was a very long day, but I, I still feel energized by it. I'm really excited to get to start talking about our fellows and, and to share in their excitement too. This is sort of like the worst part of the year in my book after uh, four years on the board. I'm just sort of like, I just want to announce it. I don't want to wait anymore. <laughs> wait I'm tired. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you see any trends in terms of what those candidates were talking about? What were some of the top issues for them that they were bringing into the interview experience? Yeah. You know, in, in a lot of ways, um, some of their interviews reminded me, rather unfortunately, um, of, of what I and, and my cohort were talking about when we were interviewing in November of 2016, right? Um, so, uh, you know, when we talk about local issues here in Central Florida, um, 
we are a tourism market, so so we're struggling. Um, we have been for years making um, the top of lists we don't want to make, like worst affordable housing crises. Um, and so, you know, we did, Florida did absolutely just pass Amendment 2 to, to have a fight for 15, except we don't get to the $15 an hour until 2026. Oh, wow. So, so I worry that it won't be um, as impactful by the time we get there. So, yeah, um, yeah I think for, for us locally, people are are worried about economics. Yeah, right for sure. So. Well, listen, last thing in terms of, Circling back to our theme of giving thanks mm, and having mm -hmm. gratitude, any content suggestions or books to read or things to check out or things that have been meaningful for you lately? What kind of uh, advice can you give the folks on, on how to continue their their journey being grateful for others and being grateful for the fact that they're making it through on these hard day-to-day -day yeah. experiences? Mm -hmm. Well, can I circle back a little bit? And I, I want to share three quick tips. Yeah, um, and then definitely I'm happy to share more reading. Um, and I'm, I'm going to start and we can circle back to this when I'm done. I would love to hear from you, Eric. Mm. Um, how do you most love to hear that someone's grateful to you? And if you need oh. to think about it, that's cool. Uh, I feel like we're getting to it like a deep dive on love languages or those kind of things too, right? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think words of affirmation have always been helpful for me. So <laughs> yeah, someone just even sharing that verbally can be meaningful. Uh, you know, I work in uh, a place that is a group of schools, so a bunch of teachers and educators. And so I think we, we do a pretty good job of finding lots of unique ways to deliver praise because we're always thinking about how to do that with, with kids. And so that filters into our, our adult work culture as well. We have something fun in our org called Bonusly, which is uh, a platform that has a kind of front-facing interface, a little bit similar to, say, Facebook, but uh, without the destroying democracy part where you... <laughs> can yeah just tag people um and then give them uh bonusly points for different great things that they've done or just to shout them out or just to say hello and then there's those points accumulate over time you can get you know cool swag for the org or gift cards or fun stuff like that um but it's been you know something that's kind of taken on a life of its own as people have dropped more and more gifts in there or memes or just you know kind of funny ways to celebrate folks and so um at least for me i think those those words of affirmation have been the most helpful um, as we're trying to, to make do with not seeing people in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, right. If we're thinking about love languages, I'm a quality time person. So, <laughs> okay. so Rona has been yeah. a struggle in some ways in that way. And so I think, and for me, what I'm seeing a lot of, and, and correct me if you uh, aren't seeing as much of this, but for myself, right. If I look at different orgs, not only work, right. But, but in all sorts of stuff I'm doing, there has been a lot of real deep gratitude, I think, from from the bottom up and the top down and sideways. I think people are really recognizing and seeing the, the effort that folks are having to put into doing all kinds of different things in this weird time, right? Um, but I think what I think about a lot is that I don't know how much of it lands, you know? So um, I wanted to kind of share my my guidepost. I have three things I try to do with every thank you that I really want someone to feel, right? I try to be specific. So about a particular thing or a pattern I notice from them um, related to that individual or that team that works really closely together. Um, the really important thing for me is about also authenticity. Um, so, you know, we talked a little bit again about uh, impact at the beginning of this, sharing the impact of what someone's done on you as an individual or, or, or an impact you noticed on someone else, I think 
making it personal in that way is super important, right? I came from a family where, you know, my dad, I remember him reaching over and kind of smacking me over the back of the head if I didn't say thank you um, to the waitress that took my order, right? Uh, we were really raised to be polite, but we weren't, I wasn't necessarily um, taught in every way to start also thinking about how do we communicate that authenticity piece. Um, but the last one, and I think this is maybe what brought this to the front of my mind um, in in this moment is, is the delivery, um, is making sure that the delivery is right sized um, so that, you know, it matches what the person has, has done that you're so grateful for, um, but also that it's delivered in a way that they're going to appreciate, right? So like, no offense, but if words or affirmation are your thing, you're kind of easy to right now, right? But it's, it's these folks that might appreciate an act of service uh, or quality time or these other things kind of really thinking creatively about how we're doing that. Like I'm a person that um, if you're grateful for something I've done, the absolute worst thing you could do for me is, is say that really publicly in front of a bunch of people and make me like stand up. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, you know, I think for me, a lot of times we think about emails or we think about, you know, especially at work, things like sponsorship rather than appreciation. So looping in folks that are maybe above or, or lateral to the person that you're grateful for and just broadening the, the scope of how people are aware, right, of what they've done. I think these are all things that I think about a lot and encourage other folks to take a look at too. Yeah, well said. Well, listen, thanks so much for kicking off this set of podcasts on this theme. And folks, stay tuned. We'll be dropping a bunch next week, talking to some interesting alums this weekend, and we'll post those episodes probably starting on Monday. Get those in all the spots where you find your podcasts, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, they're all there. And until next time, Catch you soon.